Welcome back to WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. So he says wrecked him, damn near killed him. Joining me today is Mr. Positivity, Brett. Yes. Well, I just feel that we're all made exactly the way we're supposed to be. Oh, no, hell no, I'm a Christian, and you ain't gonna sit there and blame God for how you look, okay? This is just a little recently seen ep before we getting into Die Hard. Jason is on his way over. He is in route to join us for the Die Hard app. And then next week we hope to do Christmas Vacation followed by Gremlins 2 the following week. The new batch. The new batch. So it's the Gremlins 2, the new batch. <laughs> is there a colon? Right. It's not the Gremlins, it's Gremlins 2, the new batch. <laughs> I think. Colon? Probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we have a loaded few weeks in front of us, a lot of Christmas centric episodes coming out, but for now, let's just do this. What did you see, Clarice? What did you see? What did you see, Brett? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. I'll start with the most recent. It is an Academy Award winning (laughs) motion picture from 2017. The Shape of Water. Oh, good for you. And how was it? <laughs> I'll tell you in a minute <laughs> how it was. Uh, first of all, it was uh, written and directed by Guillermo del Toro. Uh, I guess uh, some other people helped him write it. Vanessa Taylor helped him write it. Uh, starring Sally Hawkins, Michael Shannon, Richard Jenkins. Octavia Spencer, Michael Stuhlbarg, Doug Jones. Doug Jones is Amphibian Man, Hmm. not Gill Man. Totally different character. David Hewlett, Nick Searcy. I think that's about all the important people. Synopsis. Can't forget about the little people. There weren't any little people (laughs) in this movie. They're all average sized. Just the small parts is what I meant. <laughs> They're all average sized people. <laughs> Normies. Uh, synopsis At a top secret research facility in the 1960s, a lonely janitor forms a unique relationship with an amphibious creature that is being held in captivity. Unique is one way to put it. <laughs> Top secret is one way to put it, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I 
I told you after I saw it, uh, I simultaneously completely understand how it won the Best Picture Oscar, and at the same time, have no idea how it won the Best Picture (laughs) Oscar. So, like, for reasons why it won, it kind of checks all the boxes for all all the the Hollywood, uh, you know, people. Oscar bait. Yeah. And kind of the, the climate that hollywood it is in right now you have a a strong female lead who has a disability her best friends are a gay man and a black woman uh there's a the main uh, antagonist is a middle-aged white man there's a a relationship an unconventional relationship is kind of the basis of the story interspecies erotica (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> um and the theme is love is love is is one of the main themes mm-hmm. uh so they like that and then there's a ton of hollywood old hollywood nostalgia in there yeah um so it kind of checks all those boxes so totally understandable that this probably was uh voted very highly at the oscars on the other hand this story is fucking ridiculous <laughs> It's uh, and there's, like, you you get mad at me when when I do this because it's like uh, Snowpiercer where, okay, I'll give you the the fish man, okay, I'll I'll buy into that, but you're telling me that this top secret facility just lets these janitors in to this top secret area. By themselves, unsupervised, for hours at a time. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, there's a lot of things like that that I just couldn't wrap my head around and took me out of it. It seems like you limit yourself to one jump, like, per movie. Well, it's like, you built this world, and like you're saying that, okay, the fishman exists in the real world, and this is a government facility, and it's top secret, and... This is, uh, this, especially the Fishman is top secret that you can't tell anybody about it. You can't, you know, let anybody know, but yet you just let the janitors come in and do, you know, take their time, clean up and (laughs) you, you don't even have like guards standing by watching to make sure that they're not interfering with your work, not tampering with the, the project in any way. Not cleaning stuff that they don't need to be cleaning and, you know, just keeping them on task. She has lunch in there. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then she feeds the fish man. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think you'd want her to do that. <laughs> you, you probably should uh, put a little more security. And they do have security cameras, but nobody's ever watching them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds with this, but... Uh, so I and then part of her morning routine is to masturbate in the bathtub while boiling eggs, mm-hmm. and they show it at least five times. <laughs> I thought that was a little gratuitous. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a little much. And then uh, I don't know. It's set in the early '60s, and so like there's a lot of characters that you would think would be treated a lot worse than they are. You know, given the time period, mm-hmm. and they throw a little bit in there, like with the 
the gay best friend gets kind of uh, treated poorly in one scene by a diner worker. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's really nothing. You know, it's they show a little bit on the TV of some civil rights riots, but it's about two seconds and then they switch to some old movie so I don't have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did like Michael Shannon. In mm-hmm. this movie, as the as the uh, the villain, um, I thought he did a good job. That finger ain't getting any better. No, <laughs> <laughs> and of course he gets a little rapey. He like the main character, uh, Sally Hawkins' character, is a mute, and uh, there's one point where Michael Shannon gets really turned on by women who can't make any noises. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little uncomfortable, obviously, but uh, and, also fits and the climate of Hollywood. But yeah, but uh, yeah, there he was pretty intense in his in his character. But it's Michael Shannon, like he's kind of just playing normal Michael Shannon part. Yeah. So and, and then the uh, the whole love story with the uh, the fish man was just ridiculous to me. I don't know, like just the fact that it happened so quickly that. The fact that the the fishman can learn a little bit of sign language, and that means it's okay to have sex with him, I didn't really feel comfortable with that, <laughs> because like chimpanzees can learn sign language too, and I don't think that we were okay with people having sex with <laughs> chimpanzees. <laughs> and then like she's telling her friends about it, and their friends are like, "Oh, really? You know, men are men, you know." <laughs> <laughs> like what? What are you talking about? That's a very strange thing to to be told and have such a nonchalant nonchalant response to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I like I said, it checks all the boxes for things that you wanted in an Oscar winning movie as a you know a, a someone in Hollywood, especially as a voter, but just an absurd story and just. I, I felt like there were a lot of big plot holes and yeah. like things that I couldn't buy into. So I'll give it a last resort. It's a last resort. Yeah, I gave it an eventually, I believe, and I think Jones did as well. Can't remember. I mean, I liked it, but it didn't make either of our Jones and Mys, uh top ten list of last year. It's like an honorable mention, but yeah. And then when it won, I was kind of like, I, I guess. <laughs> I thought three billboards should have won over that. Yeah, I liked. Even, I liked. I like to get out more than Shape of Water. There was numerous nominations I liked more than The Shape of Water. Yeah, it's just a ridiculous story. It seems like it's going to be forgotten in about five years, kind of like The Artist. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones where they'll look back and they'll say, you know, it wasn't a super strong year, but how did that win? Nobody's talked about the artist since it won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never hear about the artist. Yeah. Nobody watches it. Well, did that dog die? I think that might have been the last time I heard about it. No, that dog got punched in the campaign movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last time people died. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was a movie that won Best Picture. <laughs> when Will Ferrell punched it in the campaign. <laughs> All right. Um, I have three 2018 movies, oh, although wow. no no new releases. These are all on home video release. 
First up is Sicario, Day of the Soldado, sequel to Sicario from 2015. This is from 2018, as I said, directed by Stefano Solima, or Soima, uh, starring Benicio Del Toro, Josh Brolin, Isabella Moner, Jeffrey Donovan, Catherine Keener, Manuel Garcia Rolfo, Matthew Modine, Shane Wingham, Elijah Rodriguez, Howard Ferguson Jr. That's about it. Storyline. The drug war on the U.S.-Mexico border has escalated as the cartels have begun trafficking terrorists across the U.S. border. To fight the war, federal agent Matt Graver reteams with the Mercurial... <laughs> Alejandro, how do you say that? Mercurial? I don't know. I didn't see the first one, but I saw the trailer for the this one that you talk about here, and I'm like, that looks pretty sweet, but I never got around to watching either of well. them. Yeah, uh, the first one, I believe, was nominated for Best Picture. Um, I know it was nominated for a bunch of awards. Um, that one was very good. Um, I was, I mean, people were very high in that movie, and I was slightly disappointed, but it was still a great movie. Hmm. Um, this one is definitely, I mean, people would say, oh, it's good, but it's not as good as the original, but this one's definitely more action packed. Okay. The first one doesn't have near as enough action as you think it's going to. And this one is like triple. Yeah. It's like ridiculously action packed. Cause I remember like I had heard of Sicario, but like for some reason, like it, I don't know if I I didn't see much marketing for it or I didn't. It it doesn't really like piqued my interest to actually go and watch it. Mm -hmm. But then, like I said, the trailer for this one, yeah, it's pretty action packed and keep your hitting your microphone. I think it's pulling it out. Why don't you try and push it in? Eh. There we go. I think that's good. But yeah, the the second one, like the trailer had a shit ton of action in it Mm -hmm. and it looked pretty sweet so yeah uh performances are good again Nisil del toro knocks out of the park in both sicarios uh taylor sheridan um came back to write the sequel because he wrote the first one okay so he's kind of been on a big tear with hell or high water and sicario and wind river and now the second sicario and they're actually as far as i've read they're um gonna make the the uh, a third Sicario. All right. Um, a lot of cool twists and turns in this one. Uh, there is, you know, larger themes at work, much like the first one. Although this one is, like I said, focuses a little more on the action. You know, the first one had Emily Blunt was the main character. And it was somewhat about kind of like her journey and her character arc. And you know, she had a knockout performance in that one. So she's a little missed in this one, but, you know, it's it's kind of expanding the mythology and what happened in the first one. Uh, very entertaining. Uh, I would give this an eventually. All right. Eventually. Watch this movie eventually. My next two movies I've seen very often listed on lists of the worst movies ever made. Perfect. So I will start with... From 1988, Mac and Me, <laughs> directed by Stuart 
Raphil? R A F F I L L? Raphil? Uh, starring Christine Ebersole, Jonathan Ward, Tina Caspery, Lauren Stanley, uh, introducing Jade Caligari as Eric Cruz. He's the main character. Mm. His name's Eric. You probably get some good Eric clips out of that one, though. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Vinny Torrenti, Martin West, Danny Cooksey's in there. Does Mac talk? No. Okay. I was like, if Mac said Eric, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> he does some some uh, hand signs. Danny Cooksey, who is also in, uh, I should have realized this earlier, but I know him most from Salute Your Shorts okay. and from Terminator 2. Yep. But he was also. Was he in Hey Dude as well? He might have made some cameos. I don't know if he was a main character. Yeah. He he was also on different strokes. He was the little cute kid that they brought in after Gary Coleman stopped being so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and then he grew grew up and they he he grew a mullet and they put him on Terminator Two as John Connor's friend. He he's there for a little bit in the beginning, but he's Hey here. man, I think I saw that kid you were looking for. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Anyways, uh, the synopsis for Mac and Me, an alien trying to escape from NASA is befriended by a wheelchair-bound boy. Yep, that's what happens. So, uh, like a NASA, it's not really a rover, but they send a thing up. And, uh, they don't say what planet it is, but kind of assume it was Mars. And it accidentally vacuums in this alien family. And then they get back to Earth, and they're inspecting all the stuff that came back. And the aliens just blow out of there, and they book it. So the mother, the father, and older sister all go off one way, and then the baby goes off another way and ends up in the the van owned by Eric and his brother and his mom, who are moving from Chicago to California. I don't know what happened to the dad. The dad's out of the picture. It's implied that he died, but he may have just divorced or blocked out on the family. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Uh, So kind of the knock on this movie uh, is it's a a pretty blatant knockoff of E.T., even though it's like six years later. And then there's a shit ton of uh, product placement by Coca-Cola and McDonald's. However, I don't think any of those things take away from the entertainment value of Mac and me. <laughs> I was uh, thoroughly entertained. There's some some stuff that's actually funny and some like intentionally and unintentionally. Uh the main character is in a wheelchair. He's he's actually wheelchair bound in real life, so uh I don't know if that was a thing that they wrote specifically to cast somebody in a wheelchair or if they rewrote it once they cast this kid but uh that's something you don't see very often um so that's a little interesting uh some of the shenanigans they do with with the alien and the kid are are pretty hilarious too so i i was entertained throughout i i don't think that uh you should get too hung up on the the E.T. knockoff, 
you know, you shouldn't be expecting E.T. because it's not nearly the, like, dramatic, uh, like, it's not nearly as, as good as E.T., like, from a dramatic standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's necessarily trying to be that because it's more of a comedy. Um, and, and I think it succeeds, you know? Like, it's not... Well, r- riddle me this. Does it have a line as good as shut up penis breath? Uh, it might. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember all the lines offhand, but uh, I just remember laughing at a lot of parts. And uh, the ending. I love the ending, by the way. I don't want to spoil it if, in case anybody's going to watch it. <laughs> but And the one thing I will say is they thought they were going to have a franchise. Because <laughs> they... They left it over for sequels. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I kind of wish they had kept it going because I, like, I really liked it. Uh, so I will say Mac and me, don't believe the hype or do. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's not great, but it's it'll get you through eventually for Mac and me. All right. Eventually. Good thing you're keeping up on our, uh, what do I want to say, like our campy movie quotient. <laughs> I got one more, so uh, get ready. All right. I finally saw Avengers Infinity War. Dun, dun, dun. From 2018, directed by Anthony Russo and Joe Russo. You beat me to it. I might (laughs) actually watch that one, though. Yeah. Well, you like the Guardians, so that's why you'll watch it. I hope I'm not lost because I haven't watched like, <laughs> any of the other Marvel movies and I don't get time to watch 20 prequels. Well, you've seen Black Panther, The Two Guardians, and what other? Have you seen any of the other ones? I, watched, I saw the first Iron Man. Um, first Avengers? No. I haven't seen any of the Avengers. I think that's about it. Hmm. I don't know if I really want to go through the whole cast list, but because <laughs> there's yeah. a big one. I don't think you have to. I think I think we kind of know who's in there. Well, all the Marvel people. <laughs> <laughs> if you've heard of Marvel, everyone. Iron Man. <laughs> the Hulk. Captain America. Oh, yeah, you can stop me anytime. <laughs> I don't know if you're going somewhere with that or if you're just like wanted to go to an exhausting degree of naming all the characters. I was drawing in the blank. I was hoping you'd jump in <laughs> so I didn't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> well, the storyline is the Avengers and their allies must be willing to sacrifice all in an attempt to defeat the powerful Thanos before his blitz of devastation and ruin puts an end to the universe. So... This is kind of a, I know this is what all the Marvel movies were kind of leading up to. All 20-some of them. Mm-hmm. You know, they have little bits and pieces here and there. I've seen far more Marvel movies than you have, but I haven't seen all of them. Yeah. In fact, there's a decent amount I haven't seen. So there's a couple of things where I'm kind of wondering, like, well, why is this like that? But I guess the main plot of the movie going forward is kind of untouched you could not watch anything else and generally get what's going on but that's another thing i was thinking about this movie um i liked it first of all uh, i wasn't blown away or anything but i did like it i gotta give it an eventually 
But it's weird talking about these movies because Marvel did this in a way to try and get you to see every movie that they've done and vice versa. They, they want you to keep watching every one that comes out to keep the storyline going forward and to keep the money rolling in. So it's kind of like, oh, if I, I don't get a certain part, I should go back and watch this movie and this movie. and Right. It's like 30 years from now, if you're trying to judge a movie on its own merits, like how do you do that with some of these movies? Because they're all so intertwined. Everything that is sold is sold to sell another thing. There's no end. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> it never ends. If somebody, you just... 30 years from now, some people are get together and let's watch a film we've never seen before. And if they've never seen any of the Marvel movies, let's put in this one. This got good reviews in Avengers Infinity War part one. Okay. We got part one. Right. We got the first one. Perfect. And they watch it. Like I said, the general plot they could probably follow, but most things are going to be lost in the comedy, mm-hmm. the drama, it's a movie that requires you to watch a lot of other movies to really get the full effect or the full impact that it wants to drive into you. So, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of grading a general consensus of the Marvel movies so far. <laughs> I suppose. I don't know. It's like, I don't know how the fuck to judge these movies anymore. Yes, there's Marvel movies that are better than other ones. Some good, some bad. But especially one like this where everything comes together after so much buildup of about a decade. Right. That's, that's one of the main reasons that I will probably watch it. It's like, okay, we're finally at the point where we're, you know, getting somewhere where we're, we're going to have a, a little bit of a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Like there's a little bit of a climax to everything. And I, like a lot of the individual ones, I don't necessarily have interest in. A lot of the individual characters, but there are some that I do have interest in, like the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, I go see those movies. Mm -hmm. And maybe, like, in smaller doses, I can, you know, get into some of the other characters, but not, like, a two-hour movie just on that one character. Yeah. So, like, now that they're finally all together, I'm like, okay, I'll I'll see what's going on here and, and see if I can get into this. Because I know that there's only so much screen time you can give to each character. Yeah. And I hopefully won't get, you know, bored or, you know, annoyed with, with certain characters who I don't necessarily like that much, knowing that some of the ones that I do like are going to be coming up. Yeah. Uh, Jones, he reviewed this a while back when it was in theaters. He gave it a last resort. He said he fell asleep <laughs> in the theater. <laughs> Um, yeah, that that might not be the most fair review if you're falling yeah. asleep. I mean, there's a lot of action. I wouldn't yeah. say it's slow. I mean, it's two and a half hours, though. So it's like, well, how much action can you fit in two and a half hours? You know, Well, of course, the last half hour or so is pretty constant, or 45 minutes. But uh, again, it's a, it's a lot of mostly just CGI, which I'm not a huge fan of, but it's done pretty well here. They have a big budget, so most of it looks pretty pretty decent but still it's that's that's just one cartoons th- flying in other cartoons yeah that's one thing that turns me off about these movies is like they get to these these final epic battles 
And it's like, well, how long can you guys fucking fight each other? <laughs> like, you can't cut this down to like five or ten minutes. You had to go for like 35, 40. Like, it's just, it seems too long sometimes. Like, you could come to a quicker conclusion. Yeah. A lot of great humor in this one. Stemming mostly, I think, from the Guardians characters. Um, and their interaction with the other Marvel characters is pretty great. Vice versa. People reacting to them. Yeah. Um, well, this is one of the first times that they're actually like interacting with the rest of the Avengers. Yeah. So it was something different, at least. Yep. And so, yeah, there's a lot of laughs. Like most Marvel movies do have a lot of comedy. They're obviously much lighter than the DC ones. Um, so, yeah, I would recommend it. See it eventually. I mean,. If you've seen either of Marvel movies, odds are you've seen Infinity War. But, hey, I had seen most of them, and I hadn't seen it yet, technically. So, But on Black Friday, oh. I was just waiting. Well, it wasn't coming on HBO. Yeah, It I wasn't going on Netflix. And now Disney's buying all their shit, so like pretty much nothing's going to go on Netflix anymore from Marvel. That's dumb. Is Disney doing their own over-the-top streaming? They're, yeah, they're doing their own streaming service. Fuck that. Everybody so needs to stop doing that. Stop charging me five to ten dollars a month to watch your shit because <laughs> yeah. if everybody's doing that i get i'm paying you know everybody ten dollars a month to watch their shit it's fucking annoying that's why i buy physical media <laughs> don't need internet and i don't need to well this is leaving streaming this month so mm-hmm. maybe you'll get to see it again in a few years if we buy the contract again yeah or you got to go buy this other streaming service. I don't know. Stars usually has those. Uh, like they've been having the the Star Wars. Well, I guess Netflix had the last couple Star Wars, but yeah, that was when their initial agreement with Disney. A lot of now, the a lot of the Avengers going there anymore. Yeah, a lot of the Avenger movies end up on Stars, but yeah, I haven't seen Infinity War anywhere. Yeah. So yeah. Eventually. What is your third and final film? My third film is from 1987. And it's called The Garbage Pail Kids Movie. <laughs> Directed by Rod Amato. Starring uh, Phil Fondacaro, Anthony Newley, Mackenzie Aston, who is brother of Sean Aston, uh, Katie Barbary. Ron McLaughlin, J.P. Amato, Marjorie Groh, Debbie Lee Carrington, Kevin Thompson, Bobby Bell, Larry Green, Arturo Gill, Susan Rosito, and then the voices of uh, Jim Cummings, Chloe Amato, uh, Terry Benaron. That looks like about it. Synopsis. Dodger must confront the struggles of life as he is visited by the Garbage Pail Kids and intimidated by some older bullies. <laughs> so so this is a movie based on the, the old Garbage Pail Kids cards, trading cards. So, you know, good source material. This movie, it's uh, it's another one that's, that's often on the, the list of worst movies of all time. And uh, I think one of the knocks on it is 
probably one of the reasons why I really enjoyed it <laughs> is uh, one of the knocks is uh, there's too much gross out humor. You do love the gross out humor. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was the funniest part of it. It, it made me laugh so hard. So, yeah, it's, there's some weird stuff in here. So, uh, Mackenzie Aston is the main character. Uh, his character's name is Dodger. And he works for uh, Captain Manzini at Captain Manzini's antique shop. And it's unclear. They both may or may not also live in the antique shop. I was unsure of that. Uh Captain Manzini's like into and magic and stuff. Like he's a magician, or I don't know if he's some kind of magician or warlock or something. Mm. He's always talking about doing spells and shit. But he's got this garbage can just in the middle of his shop, and it's oozing green shit out of it. <laughs> and he's like, "Don't, don't let them out of the garbage can." And he, the kid's like, "What? What do you? I don't know what you're talking about." So I'll just leave it alone. Anyways. I don't want to spoil anything, but these kids come out of the garbage can. They're garbage can kids. Garbage pail <laughs> kids. But it's a garbage can. <laughs> so it's a spoiler. I don't want to spoil it. But. Uh, anyways, so the the kids all ha- <coughs> excuse me, they all have a, a fucking gimmick. Uh, so there's, let's see, Messy Tessie, who's got Constant snot nose. Valerie Vomit. You could probably figure out what her thing is. Wendy Winston, who just farts all the time. They got uh, Filthy Phil, who's like a baby, but he's got bad breath. And he thinks everybody's his mama. (laughs) There's uh, Nerd Ned, who's just got severe acne and thick glasses. And a bladder control problem. And then there's a alligator who's <laughs> like a part man, part alligator. And he always wants to eat toes <laughs> or something rare, blood rare. And then finally there's my favorite, Greaser Greg, <laughs> who, who's not really gross. He's just a greaser. Like a fifties greaser, yeah, like the Outsiders or something. Yeah, and he's he talks tough and he's got a switchblade, but he's not like gross. He's just he's not gross in the like bodily function way. He's gross in the that he's a greaser. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, all the different characters they they all have their their thing, and there's there's a, a lot of funny spots that involve bodily functions and shit like that and then there's a the story is very strange uh, it involves a fashion show and dodger having this crush on this girl who's dating his bully and trying to get with her and she's trying to use him and it's it's very strange but again very funny so i would say eventually for the garbage pail kids movie Eventually. So you rated the Garbage Pail Kids <laughs> and Mac and me ahead of The Shape of Water. Yeah. <laughs> Just want to make that clear for our audience. Yes, I did. And I stand by it. 
All right, I'll allow it. At least, at least the Mac and Me and Garbage Pail Kids movie, those are those are both ridiculous stories, but they're supposed to be ridiculous because they're comedies. Mm-hmm. Whereas The Shape of Water is like, you know, look how uh, look how cool our dramatic love story is. Uh, yeah, it's like it's pretty serious. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to wrap it up with Deadpool 2. That's a good one. Yeah, from 2018, directed by David Leach. I think it's pronounced Leach, right? L-E-I-T-C-H, Leach. Probably. Starring Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, Marina Bacarin, Bacarin? B-A-C-C-A-R-I-N. I'm pulling it up so I can... Because mm-hmm. I can't process if you're spelling at me. Julian Dennison, uh, Zazie Beats, TJ Miller, Leslie Uggams, Karen Sony or Karan Sony. I don't know how you pronounce his name. I don't either. He likes uh, getting voicemails from his friends for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. Uh, Brianna Hildebrand. Jack Kessie and Eddie Marsan. Storyline. Foul-mouthed mutant mercenary Wade Wilson, a.k.a. Deadpool, brings together a team of fellow mutant rogues to protect a young boy with supernatural abilities from the brutal, time-traveling cyborg Cable. And Jason has just arrived. But anyways, back to Deadpool. So, like the first one, this is a whole lot of fun. Very funny. Yeah, for Uh, sure. Obviously, it's rated R, which sets it apart from the other Marvel movies, and they they play with that a lot, how he's a Marvel character, but he's not really involved in the, I guess, the larger scope of Marvel. <laughs> he just kind of does his own thing because yeah. he's foul-mouthed and very violent. <laughs> a lot of good gags. Uh, there's some, you know, the X-Men characters kind of come back, and that's a lot of fun, uh, much like the first one. You know, Ryan Reynolds really is kind of a passion project for him, so he always gives 110%. He goes hard in the marketing, too. Yeah. Like, he does a shit ton of marketing in character. Yeah, he goes above and beyond for this character. Real passion project for him. Wouldn't you say, Jason? Sure. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that mic's even on. You like Deadpool, too, don't you? Yeah, yeah, fun. <laughs> I don't believe you've seen it after that reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if your mic's recording, but it's really fucking loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not recording. You're banging it against the thing like that. It's fine. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it yet, I would definitely recommend it. As well as the first one, I would give this one an eventually. So three eventuallys for me today. I think I gave Deadpool 2 a soonish. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I think I did. It was a good one. <laughs> Lots of fun. So yeah, um, we already give you the rundown of what's coming up next to watch uh, Christmas-centric movies. Until then, reach out to us. You can email us at watchthismovie at yahoo.com. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. 
Follow us on Twitter at WatchThisUnderscoreMovie. And please rate and review and subscribe on iTunes and or Stitcher. We will check you later. Eventually. Guess we'll see you around. Alright, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking check about? Check you later. Check you later. <laughs> hey, man, you're off my case.